0: Radio studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show.
1: Rudy Giuliani has joined Cameo and is selling videos for $275 each. That's right. He went from being America's mayor to saying, hello, this is Rudy Giuliani. I want to wish these nuts a happy retirement. If you're wondering what a birthday message from Rudy Giuliani, gets, pretty much what you'd expect.
0: Hello, Bill. It's Rudy Giuliani, and I'm wishing you a happy birthday. Never remember a censorship like this. The hard drive, the election, they just cut off 80% of your ability to communicate. They're going to stop this express train to socialism. And again, happy birthday. <laughs>
1: It's easy. Just tell your eight-year-old I was going to get you Shaq, but then I saw they had Rudy, so I went. And I was thinking I got to get that for my brother. He just had a milestone birthday. I got to hire Rudy to call him and wish him happy oh, birthday. Yeah.
0: whatever it costs.
1: Fantastic. Hey, a couple of follow-ups on the whole Afghanistan uh, conversation. Um, we just went through a whole bunch of emails from people who were there and recognized very quickly, and left there with the belief. That those forces weren't trained and were never going to be trained to fight off the Taliban. And it turns out they aren't. The Taliban is rolling over the country. And as we mentioned last hour, they just took a key town closer to Kabul that's on a highway to Kabul. And it's seen as very strategic. And a whole bunch of pictures that Steve Hayes of the dispatch was putting out showing the Al Qaeda flag proudly flowing, f- flying in a number of places um, in some of these cities that they've taken over. Oh, boy. So the idea of the Taliban promising Mike Pompeo that they would uh, they would uh, fight side by side with us against al-Qaeda. Yeah, apparently not.
0: Well, we'll fight side by side with al-Qaeda. It's a difference
1: in translation. We got confused. Eh. Liz Cheney, God bless her, Republican Wyoming dad creator of the war in Iraq, to a certain extent. Um, She thinks it's catastrophic what's happening in Afghanistan, and we're losing all the gains that we made. What gains did we make? I'm sorry, I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, Please
0: explain. Signed, kid building sandcastle on beach. Yeah, no kidding. Oh, my God, she's delusional.
1: But just briefly on the politics of this, do you think, because I listened to a podcast about this yesterday, and I was kind of convinced... Do you think there's much vulnerability for Joe Biden on this? So a lot of the thinking has been all through while Trump was president, and, and I was saying it up until recently, people don't people don't people aren't paying attention to Afghanistan, they don't care about it, and to the extent that they do care, they think we should get out. And the polls are overwhelmingly that way. So you, you could draw the conclusion that us getting out, Afghanistan goes back to being a hellhole, but whatever. There's lots of hellholes on Earth, we can't fix them all. Or do people at some point when you start seeing people beheaded on the very base maybe in our own uh embassy if we have to flee our embassy they mm-hmm. might behead people in our own embassy or on the air base that you know a lot of our soldiers flew into and 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 supported for all those years is there going to be a point where americans just get a really bad feeling about this like it just it looks too much like america losing
0: yeah, that's possible, and the attack ads will exist. Um, how effective they'll be, I I, I don't know. Coming from uh, who? Well, always, always the the other side, Republicans, well, whoever wants to damage
1: him. Did they have the credibility to do that when Mike Mike Pompeo in politics? Mike Pompeo, the Secretary of State for Trump, is the one that said uh, uh, the Taliban has promised they'll fight side by side with us against Al Qaeda, which was obviously crap, and he knew it was crap. Uh, in well, the same, did, in how the, much
0: credibility do the Democrats have when they accused uh, Trump of building cages for babies and the rest of it? That was absolute horse crap, but it got a lot of play and it it uh,
1: changed a lot of minds. And it helps when you got ninety percent of the media on your side. Yes, it does. Uh, I just I just wonder if at some point America will get a real, oogie feeling about Afghanistan and a bad feeling and blame it on Biden for it for it turning out this way. I don't know. I have no idea.
0: Yeah, I don't think so. Again, the attempt will be made by the Liz Cheneys of the world, perhaps. Or Mitch and McConnell, McConnell just
1: he, tr- he said so just yesterday. This was completely predictable. What did they think would happen? From the bizarre notion of announcing our withdrawal on the anniversary of September eleventh, which is very true. What yeah. the hell was that? Yeah. Um, to this. It was all completely predictable. That you know, my argument against Mitch McConnell and the ads you're talking about would be It was going to happen two years ago today or next March. It doesn't make any difference. I mean, right,
0: right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But the game in politics is just to damage the other side, whether it's uh, disingenuous or not. So they'll try. I don't think it'll leave much of a mark. I also don't think Joe Biden will be alive to run or coherent enough to run in 2024. I always forget that. You've got that in your hip pocket. It's a it's a non-starter. It's like asking if Mickey Mantle is going to help the Yankees this year. It's just it's, it's he's done. Come on, man. And Kamala Harris is is uh, the, as utterly unchar- as uncharismatic as any human who's ever lived. Come on now.
1: I'm telling you, a couple of very important stories for you. Uh, Dollar- Andrew Cuomo would pass on you, Kamala. Please. Wow. Yeah, <laughs> that hurt. <laughs> Dollar General is recalling a bunch of different uh, lounge chairs that you put outside, true living lounge chairs, because uh, they have amputation potential.
0: Hmm. You really hate to be amputated
1: when you're, (laughs) uh, you know, relaxing. You hate to have an amputation of anything from a lounge chair. Lounge chairs are dangerous, though. We all know that the foldy lounge chair that we all grew up with had the possibility of slicing off an entire finger if if you did it wrong. Oh, yeah. The models in question are blue or green fabric chairs with white frames that were sold at Dollar General. I'm guessing they were really cheap and made in China, would be my guess. About 155,000 were sold. They can collapse unexpectedly, and if that occurs while your fingers are inside or near the metal joints, the results can chop off your fingers. Now, come on, China!
0: They were sold under brand names like Scalpel Boy and Lagia Time. <laughs>
1: Leaver Industries, True Living Loungers. For those of you who believe nine fingers are enough,
0: well, you know, I, the other day I was uh, working on a desk for my music room at home, and I was a uh, spring-loaded, like adjustable desk thing, and it said be very, very careful because it's in. I wasn't careful enough. You know what? Stupid should hurt. Stupid should hurt. Now i got nine fingers. I'm glad I still have nine. Oh, jeez. I'm not going to call and whine to the manufacturer. Hey, your desk cut off my finger. No, you live and
1: learn, sadder but wiser. An important finger like a thumb or something like a ring finger you can live without pretty easily. Well, it's my favorite pointing finger.
0: Here's the problem with you. I, so i got no index finger on my right hand, so now I'm going to have to practice with the left. I, oh, I pointed at the wrong person. Yeah. So. <laughs>
1: A slice of Charles and Diana's 1981 wedding cake just sold for uh, $2,500. That's an odd thing to buy. 28 ounces of the cake. So I'd imagine
0: go. it's a, little, uh, a tad dry
1: at your, this point. Your head, is, so sick your head is certainly softer than the cake. You have a very pliable skull. Ball. Be my guess. You know, I've decided at one point I was
0: hot to trot for memorabilia of mm, one okay. sort or another. And I thought as soon as I can afford that sort of thing, I'm going to get something really cool. Something probably rock and rollish. You know, the, the guitar Keith Richards owned or something. I just something like that. But then I got to the point that I could afford something like that. I mean, not like crazy, not like, you know, Paul McCartney's bass or anything like that. But, you know, maybe the handwritten lyrics to some song I like. And, and I thought, you know... Mm. What am I going to do with this? Am I going to show it to people? Am I going to, you know, and, and if they're not impressed, if they're not a fan of the band, they'll be like, that's nice, and change the topic. Or Am I, I going to stick it in a drawer? And then once the fans of that band are gone, it'll have no value. Yeah. I mean, unless it ends up being uh, transcendent, like, I don't know, Louis Armstrong or something like that. I
1: accident, Well, not accidentally, but I got something that just happened to be at regular price. Uh, he was just getting rid of him. One of my favorite guitar players ever of all time. Pete Anderson from Dwight Yoakam, who really changed guitar playing for a lot of country music. But anyway, he was selling off his guitars, and I bought one of his at just what a normal guitar would cost. And it was his main guitar for the Dwight Yoakam band for years. And uh, there's tons of videos of them on Grammys and Letterman and all kinds of different stuff. But anyway, I love that guitar. But I but I play it. it. I would get no use out of it if it was hanging on a wall or something like that. Yeah, and I would. I would. I'd get no enjoyment out of that. Yeah. And just just, yeah. Memorabilia that hangs on a wall. Lincoln's hair, would that be But how often would you look at it? Oh, all the time.
0: I'd put it like right in the entryway. Come (laughs) home every day, take a good long look at Lincoln's hair.
1: Tape it on your forehead. Pet my dog. Look at the hair again. Mm, Tape it on your Lincoln's forehead and hair. walk around and say important things. <laughs> Tape it to my head. <laughs> so uh, that reminds me, rock and roll memorabilia and uh, the debt we were talking about last hour. I heard this story yesterday. You might know this story, Joe, because you've read some of uh, the rock and roll biographies that I haven't read. I've read most of them. It's it's a stupid habit. It's May, a waste of time. Maybe this is in Pete. Towns- it's actually not. I've gotten some
0: really good stuff out of them. Maybe it's on. in
1: this one's in Pete Townsend's uh, autobiography. He is the uh, guitar player, one of the guys behind the Who. Anyway, he tells a story. Wrote all the songs. Doesn't really matter if you know who he is or not. The, the point of the story, but it works pretty good to describe our current situation with spending money. He's talking about how early on um, he used to. He was famous for smashing guitars and stuff. And at one point, the manager came to him and said, look, I mean, this every time you do this, this cost us, you know, six thousand pounds or whatever, and we can't afford it. And so they stopped. And then they were uh, they were doing their thing for a while and things weren't going that well early on. And the manager came to him and said, you know, now we're now like twenty 20,000 pounds in debt. And, uh, and he and Roger were actually talking like, maybe we ought to get regular jobs or maybe this whole thing isn't going to work out or anything like that. Then, like a year later, the manager came to him and said, we're a million pounds in debt. And they were all like, let's party because it just didn't matter anymore. You're past the point of even fixing it. It's not even an imaginary. I mean, it's just it's it's over. Wow. It's over. And. And is that where we are as a nation? Is that the way Congress looks at money? Is that the way we the citizens look at money now? It's just like you know, you know, when it was a trillion dollars, yeah, well, we ought to get our spending under control, and then, but when it's thirty trillion dollars, it's just like whatever, let's party! Wow, it's just, I don't you can't know. even comprehend it anymore. There's no fixing it. So you
0: think this is the proverbial "What would you do if a meteor was going to wipe out the Earth in three days?"
1: Kind of. You or, think
0: we're at, the, at that crazy "What the hell matters?" point? Or
1: maybe you've ever done with this with with like weight loss or weight gain. If you know if you if you got if you're like up a couple of pounds, five pounds, ten pounds, that's an imaginable a manageable number. But if you're thirty, fifty, a hundred pounds overweight, you just think screw it. Yeah, just the, the amount of effort—it's just unrealistic. Whatever. You know, I think so many things can be uh, reduced
0: to a very basic question of human behavior. And if I, as a politician or political party, am rewarded for one action and punished for another, I'm going to do the action that I'm rewarded for more. Makes sense. And the other one less. Politicians are rewarded for borrowing, inventing, and spending, like lunatics, money. Being Santa Claus, being mommy, handing out other people's money and convincing people that that's justice. It's not greed to want other people's stuff. It's greed to want to keep your own stuff. And so if you reward them for that sort of behavior over and over again, that's what you're going to get. And I just think we are at the point where, especially because of the state of the political culture, it's all reward for irresponsible spending and, and virtually no sanction. And the only sanction you're going to get is if you're one of those greedy, mean Republicans. In their world, you're on your own. You'll starve in the world of the Republicans. And so they're punished at the box office. I think the culture's changed. I don't know.
1: Uh, We'll get to, speaking of party, let's party. We'll get to the Hunter Biden new party story uh, later this hour. Um, Also, I've got a woman here who uh, pretended to be a doctor and pulled it off at a hospital for eight months. That's a long time to pretend to be a doctor and get away with it. I don't think I could stand the pressure. Oh, I don't think I. Could or maybe understand she's the... a psycho. You I don't know? think I can understand the grossness. You need to cut into their. I can't do that. That's youy. You. Well,
0: and it takes a certain
1: sort of person because I'm. I would think, wow, that person's really sick, and I have no idea what to do, what to tell them. <laughs> right. You'd have to not care about human beings really to pull it
0: off. Uh, Inject three cc's of uh, metal me. Uh, doctor, what did that's you generally for... What was that? Uh, That's uh, generally used for treating uh, uh, earwax. I
1: know what it's used for.
0: (laughs) Three CCs or four—I don't care. You
1: think I, a obviously real doctor, don't know what that's used for? How dare you! (laughs) All that stuff on the way.
0: Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and
1: Getty Show. So Hunter Biden's laptop in about uh, 10 minutes. A different laptop. This is a completely different story than you've heard before. And it's, it's pretty uh, sexy. It's a sexy story. It's tawdry.
0: I have been waffling slightly. Just slightly. Like a side of waffles. I will waffle no more. We must boycott. The Olympics, if they are held in Beijing. oh No I, question. Yeah, one, there can be no Olympics in
1: Beijing. 100%. I agree with that.
0: Great editorial in the WAPO of all places, written by Sally Jenkins, uh word girl. She, I'll just jump in uh, a couple of sentences in when she really gets going. Uh, wishful thinkers not yet ready to recognize that the 2022 Winter Games will be the most dangerous Olympics since Berlin in 1936. No doubt. You have to work on Capitol Hill to think that the word diplomatic before boycott will do anything but put people to sleep. There are some people suggesting we do a diplomatic boycott, whatever that is. When the International Olympic Committee, that hundred-year handmaiden to racist totalitarians, awarded the 2008 Summer Games to Beijing back in 2001, the standard view was that commerce would liberalize China. This was a horrible misreading and a mistake. Before the Games ever began, the Chinese government reneged on its human rights promises, and the invitees found themselves gagged and elbow-twisted, forced into complicity with censorship, torture, and forced labor. The Olympics became a pageant for the party state. Ignorance is no longer an excuse. Anyone who thinks the China party state's intentions have grown any kinder should listen to Xi's words when he spoke on July 1st at the Party centenary. Quote, The people of China are not only good at destroying the old world, but good at building a new one. And then there was this, resolving the Taiwan question and bringing about China's reunification is a historic mission of the Communist Party of China. But sure, give Xi more free prizes, more prestige and propaganda victories, and evidence that the West is too weak to oppose him. The historical record shows that these games don't chasten the authoritarians; They move them further, said a former Deputy Assistant Secretary of State for that part of the world. She mentions the uh, the games in 1936, Adolf Hitler... Announced the Nuremberg Laws, breaking his pledge that the Berlin Games would be free from Jewish prosecution, persecution. We like to talk about how Jesse Owens showed him up and the rest of it. But it was a giant pageant, a giant success, a giant uh, gift of legitimacy to Hitler and the Nazi Party. We don't really have time. To to finish her essay, but we will post it at Armstrongandgetty.com. I love it. It's great. We cannot give the Olympics to the most evil regime on earth.
1: I don't think we will, and I think most of the world will boycott the Olympics, but I'm surprised it hasn't happened yet because it's not that far off. It's 2022, but it's right after the first of the year. It's in the winter.
0: It's because America's biggest corporations are in bed with China. Uh. Armstrong and Getty. The Armstrong and Getty
1: Show. I was with some friends of mine, and I, they didn't know the front of the plane opened, so I went up to the front and then climbed up <laughs> on the windshield. Did what are you doing? And it's not even for a TV show. This no, was no, just was for just, kicks and just being stupid. <laughs> yeah, kicks. But yeah. how did you know that you weren't going to fall off? Like, were you belted in at all? We don't you, know. It's, it's like, a, like a hat. How right? do you know you're not? Gonna, I mean, you just take your time. And the second you open the front, though, the air is coming in at you. You're going over 100 miles an hour, right? Donald 147.
0: 147. Right.
1: You no, know, you're actually okay. It's not that bad. What is? Jay that was like 65 years old, did not he? So he c- climbed out of what a plane? I just watched the video. So he's it's a it's a private plane. It's a buddy of his, and he wanted to surprise the passengers. And so there's a like a, a, a hatch in the front of the fuselage, the plane. That he climbs out somehow and climbs up over, and, he, and his face and everything just comes up on the window, and everybody's aghast. I just watched the video. It's hilarious. Is it uh, in flight? is it? It's just taken off. Is it still on the runway, Michael? I couldn't tell if it was in the air or in the runway. I think it may be on the runway, but, but it's 147. Miles, it's yeah. in the air. Okay, it's in the air. 147 miles, <laughs> and he just and he's wearing his Jay Leno denim shirt and his gray hair just it flying in the wind because he's Holy going. hundred fifty and He just climbs up on the window, and everybody's like, "What?" <laughs> 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 the video is hilarious. We have it at ArmstrongandGetty.com. Go to ArmstrongandGetty.com. I can't even believe that's true. I know. I did I. I, well, we heard it pre-show. Uh, Hanson told us about it. I was like, "Yeah," But then I just saw the video. I thought, oh, my God. That is amazing. For an old man. That'd be something if it's like, you know, some uh, Hunter Biden at age 28 or something like that. with <laughs> <laughs> a handful of crack. <laughs> not some near 70-year-old retired comedian. Wow. Crazy. Um, the reason I mention Hunter Biden is this. This is new information if you think, oh, same old Hunter Biden thing. It's not the same old Hunter Biden thing. It's a new Hunter Biden thing. Although it comes from the same hard drive. So this is unearthed from the hard drive that, along with the laptop that was given to a computer shop in Delaware in April of 2019, it's just come out now for some reason. It's more stuff that forensic computer people have taken off the hard drive. Wow. It becomes clear later in this story that, because he describes losing a hard drive in this story, that that is the third, at least the third device that Hunter Biden has lost So who knows how much Hunter Biden info is floating around out there? Somebody has got in the trunk of their car or, you know, under a pile of papers somewhere, a a couple of Hunter Biden laptops that have all kinds of stuff on them, like this. This video that was on here. Engaging in pillow talk, Hunter Biden shared a story about once losing a laptop during a summer romp in Las Vegas. The president's adult son, nude and in bed with a naked woman, told her that he feared the device was stolen and its videos of his sexual escapades could be used as blackmail. We'll get to all the actual quotes here in a second. The video was taken from the laptop uh, that is believed to belong to Hunter. He has never denied being the owner, but he's never said he was the owner. And uh, the Washington Examiner, this piece, reached out to Hunter's lawyer, but they did not comment. In the video taken in January of 2019... So he's in bed with some random naked woman in 2019. This is not like when he was in his 20s back in the 80s. This is a year before his dad was elected president of the United States. Uh, In the video taken in 2019, Biden said, quote, I spent effing crazy amounts of money during a 2018 Las Vegas excursion where he spent 18 days on a bender. Two weeks plus four days is a long bender. Wow, that is, uh, it's hard to stay alive. I don't know how people do that. I just, you know, I've never, I was never into drugs, just drinking. So I guess drugs fuel you in addition to the drinking. But, like, I come off a couple of days in Las Vegas and just want to, like, die and never do Uh. it again. I don't know how you do two weeks plus. (laughs) Little crack, little blow, pick you right up again. Yeah, but, God, at some point, doesn't your brain give out?
0: Yes. Yes, it does. And you lose laptops like golfers lose head covers. You shed laptops like people shed virus. I mean, it's
1: insane. And sometimes end up living underneath a bridge. Right. Biden said he spent effing crazy amounts of money during a 2018 Las Vegas excursion where he spent, quote, 18 days going around from penthouse suite to penthouse suite. Four different hotels and thousands of dollars, he said. He talked about. One person who each night he'd be like, there's going to be a huge party here. It's going to be crazy effing party. And each night there's nobody there. So I don't know what's going on there. One night, Biden said he passed out in a hot tub face down. When he came up for air, Biden said there was a man, Miguel, who was, quote, frantically running around gathering things up. Okay, Miguel and Pierce, this guy, his friend, and a woman he described as a Russian, 35 years old, really nice, pure brunette. I don't know what a pure brunette means curtains matched the drapes I don't, I don't know what's going what on what the hell i don't, I don't um know. he sounds said like
0: he's describing a horse <laughs>
1: uh he said they checked to see if he was he said they checked to see if he was breathing and they were preparing to leave they wouldn't call an ambulance and they didn't know whether i was dead or not at first said biden who noted he did not know long how, how long he was passed out face down in the hot tub i don't think he could be passed out very long <laughs> They didn't call an ambulance because they're all doing illegal things, and you're running around with a crowd of other 'er ne'er-do-wells, and nobody's looking out for anybody's best interest. You don't at least grab the guy by the hair and get his head above water? Turn him over. Nice friends. Pull him out of the tub and lay him on the ground. Right. And then take off. This transcript does not mention drug use leading to the blackout, but the president's son has a history of struggling with substance abuse, blah, blah, blah. We all know that. Um... Biden and the unidentified women appear to be doing drugs off the bedside table as he told the story about his Las Vegas bender to this naked woman while he's naked in the hotel. Well, what else are they doing in the hotel? They're bent over, snorting stuff up off the, you know, come on. Sure. You're going out of your way to be journalistically uh, pure, to, to not just assume he's doing drugs. Quoting him again. Anyway, my computer, I'd taken lots of, like, I just left the cam on, Biden said, and I'd always put on a passcode and all that. You know what I mean? It was effing crazy S and somebody stole it during that period of time. He did all this kind of like pretend search an S it's kind of hard to follow the drugged up Hunter Biden as he talked to this naked drugged up girl. Mm-hmm. lady 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 but it sounds like he'd roll into these parties during this 18 day binge and binge and set up his laptop with the computer on and videotape it why great would, idea that is a really good idea especially if your dad's running for president Oy. makes it an even better idea speaking of his dad running for president are we going to get to the uh the money part Biden did not make clear who he thought might have stolen his laptop. That's why I left out last time. Biden did not make clear who he thought might have stolen his laptop, but described a man who could be the culprit. The last thing he did was he sent me $2,000 worth of stuff in an Uber. And he sent me an inaudible with the Uber, and I had to send the money to a cash app or something. Just waiting, Biden said. Again, that's all confusing. I think he's the one that stole my computer. I think three of them, the three guys that were like a little group, the dealer and his two guys, I took them everywhere, effing everywhere. Crazy out of their mind, crazy out of your mind, S, he added. Biden also noted this person knows that I make like a gazillion dollars. When I asked the woman... When asked by the woman if someone might try to blackmail him, he replies, yeah, in some way, yeah. It's a pretty nonchalant view of whoever stole his laptop, and the guy knows that I make gazillions of dollars. Uh, The the, the hard drive, blah, blah, blah. The FBI has a laptop, blah, blah, blah. Uh, The laptop he describes losing in Vegas could be the third device that he has lost. Other than the one he left at the Delaware computer shop, sources told NBC News in October that a different laptop was obtained by the DEA in February through a search warrant in Massachusetts, the offices of a psychiatrist accused of professional misconduct. So that's that. So you got the laptop that he dropped off to get repaired and never picked up. You got the laptop he left behind at a kind of psychiatrist that the DEA grabbed. <laughs> and then he's got this one that got grabbed by three guys who knows he makes gazillions of dollars. And for some reason, he had to send him $2,000 through an app for some stuff that showed up in an Uber.
0: Now, I, I, here's my question about the gazillion dollar clip, because he, is the transcript on our sound sheet wrong? Because it says my dad's running for president. I'd make a gazillion dollars. Mm. I hear it. That's 20?
1: Jimmy Hoffman mm. is married. I have the Lindbergh baby. Paul McCartney is dead. Yeah, he couldn't tell anything from that. Yeah, he so,
0: might have said anything.
1: So you have a transcript. That's interesting. This transcript says... Only that uh, he noted this person knows I make like a gazillion dollars and it does not have the, my dad is president. Um, but My dad's running for president. I'd make a gazillion dollars
0: is the quote.
1: Mm, uh, nah, I don't think that's accurate. Well, again, or, he could have th- said anything. In yeah, that I think somebody is extrapolating. I think this journalism, whoever, this journalism I'm holding in my hand is trying to be more, this is what we're certain he said, as opposed to,
0: Is that the same journalist who said there was no mention of drug use as they lean over
1: a desk and snort stuff off of it? (laughs) Um, But why did... With this lifestyle, though, what draws it more into question to me is how the heck does a guy with that lifestyle end up in Ukraine making gazillions of dollars in an Mm. industry he has no expertise in? It's impossible to conclude anything Anything other than they thought they were going to get access to the president. That doesn't prove they got access, but most
0: sure. Sure, they did. Eight billion people on Earth. They pick Hunter Biden. Hmm. Chinese government needs to invest eh, hundreds of millions of dollars. eh, Lots of financial people around the world. Who do they go with? Hunter Biden. Huh, that's
1: interesting. That's some lifestyle for a guy. Again, this was just, what, a year and a half ago. A guy in his fifties, whose dad is running for president, is still with random women, naked in hotels, doing drugs, and and, and turning on his laptop and to re, to record the whole thing. How out of your mind, crazy, delusional is that? He's Gonzo. And keep
0: in mind, again, this was not fifteen years ago during his troubled period before he turned himself around and worked for Barisma. Blah blah. This is all like in and out of that period.
1: Oh yeah, this is a, this is remarried five children. Is supposed to have his act together. Hunter Biden. Yeah. It. Well, I don't think you could say it any better than Hunter did himself. <laughs> <laughs> Come on. Well, I'm guessing that whoever has that laptop doesn't know they have that laptop or it's or it's or it's a friend or something. Because, I mean, that is some seriously blackmail. Can you blackmail Hunter Biden, though? <laughs> unless unless you got something, yes. unless you have something specific about his dad, you can't blackmail Hunter Biden. Everything is known. A wasted Hunter Biden putting it on the line.
0: That his dad gets 20% of everything. Oh, that would be a big deal. But you got 20% of Brisbane, you got 20% of the China deal. He's a big guy. Well,
1: yeah, yeah, that would be a big deal. But you can't, you can't, most people you could blackmail just with the drugs and the women. You can't blackmail Hunter Biden because oh, no. everybody knows that. Well, he wrote a book about it. He always acts like, it. you know, long ago, not currently doing it. But it seems like... He, is he doing it like today? Is he in Vegas right now, one week into a two-and-a-half-week bender? I don't know.
0: Well, and or he, he got sober like a day before he started writing the book. <laughs> now it's my sobriety book. It's all about sobriety. <laughs> How'd you get the idea to write the book, Hunter?
1: Why in the world? Would anybody who parties like that turn on their laptop and their and their video camera? Is that a protection thing I don't know anything about?
0: Because you're having an orgy and you want to pleasure oh, yourself to it
1: later. Oh, right. yeah. Okay, I get it now. Math, the whole sex craze yeah, so thing. So it's all the sex stuff he wants to have on video, and he doesn't know at what point that's going to start. And... Yeah, oh, yeah. Okay. Well, boy, that's a bad idea, man. Oh, I'd say. Wow. Put that thing away, man. Both of it that thing and that thing. To me the part where he said was the right. that was that's
0: the, when you knew it was uh, 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 uh. <laughs> Pro- nice. productive segment, wasn't it? Yes. Armstrong and Getty.
1: i'm not entirely sure like my
0: mom raised us to be respectful and um my dad was an immigrant and he he came from ghana he came to america and he made a way for himself like he he had a whole bunch of businesses and
1: like he he made nothing out of something or he made something out of nothing and i i I just know that if you go out and get what you want nothing can stop you
0: so i guess like just from those kind of parents in my life i just have love for my country that is the young lady who captured our hearts uh i've heard it pronounced tamira tamara and tamira menza stock the wrestler who talked about how great it was to represent usa usa the daughter of an immigrant dad that is not a shock
1: absolutely not and uh a young black woman, and you know being black in America, a lot of the whole kneeling and the national anthem and black athletes and all this sort of stuff and racism and everything like that. not surprising to me and because it was and I wondered at the time when she was wearing the American flag on her shoulder and talking about what a she's so proud of this country and everything like that. I thought, okay, so what's your situation that made you like that? Well, it's obvious. Her parents lived somewhere else, so had something to compare America to other than fanciful unicorn land, which doesn't exist. You come here from another country. There's a reason why everybody wants to come to the United States.
0: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and and also uh, black immigrant people, uh, immigrants from Africa specifically, uh, outperform white people on average. Yep. Financially. Yep. Yeah. They're hardworking, they're innovators, they're entrepreneurs. They will not accept defeat and they will not make excuses. It's, um, you know, it's as obvious as it can be once you see it. A lot of people are completely blind to it. But anyway, I just think she's a sweetheart and I wanted to play that clip. One of the the many lessons I've learned from following all the COVID uh, craziness is how useless the word May is in a news article, not as in the month that. Follows April and precedes June. But for instance, and this is from Axios, which is one of my favorite news sources. New data on coronavirus vaccine effectiveness may be a wake-up call. Well, I'm reading through the article, which is all about the different efficacy of the Pfizer and the Moderna vaccines. Apparently, and it may be that the... Delta variant uh, more successfully evades the Pfizer than the Moderna. Jack, I know you're proudly team Moderna. Moderna I'm t- rules. I'm a team Pfizer. Pfizer sucks. All right, then. uh, Anyway, so I read through this, and they make a big deal. They got the big, exciting headlines, et cetera, et cetera. eh, two-thirds of the way through it, you realize, oh, this is just cases. And when you get to, like, symptomatic cases that actually make you sick or hospitalized or die, no, they both do a great job against the Delta uh, variant. Uh, Then you get scientists saying, well, this is one study, and, and this is a Cornell virologist. Quote, This is the kind of surprising finding that needs confirmation before we accept its validity. So, you got that. And then... Pfizer said in BioNTech expect to be able to develop and produce a tailor-made vaccine against that variant if it's needed within 100 days after a decision to do so subject to regulatory approval. Well, and that, that's the beauty of the uh, uh, mRNA technology that so many people have heard scary stuff about or don't trust. And that's fine. Uh, you, don't, you don't need to be mad because I believe different things than you've read. But anyway, it's been worked on for decades now. And it was perfected at a great time. And they can plug in and out the different uh, viral proteins. So, yeah, they can customize, using the same template, they can customize one to the Delta variant if they discover it's necessary. And I will go down to my local health authority and get jabbed again, I guess.
1: Well, so, but that's pretty big information, that it would take them 100 days to come up with a, you know, a dose that handles the new variant if it didn't work. I mean, that, that everybody should know that. To develop and produce. Yeah, that's amazing. It's hey. so easy with the scarients then.
0: Yeah, yeah. and uh, But again, you don't get clicks from, yeah, this is a mildly interesting study that's probably wrong or could be.
1: Um, U.S. Embassy is urging U.S. citizens to leave Afghanistan immediately. Ah, I'm having such a good time. Pretty clear indication, says John Roberts of Fox, that Afghanistan is about to fall to the Taliban and that American lives are in danger, sure. that they're making that announcement. Um, it's Everybody's in agreement, and it's out. The The story is out now. It's just a matter of days before the whole country falls to the Taliban.
0: And for some reason, politicians cannot or won't say, we tried as hard as we could to build up a government and armed forces it did not work it was not successful they can't defend themselves that is plainly true
1: i mean it's indisputably true and biden's certainly not going to say we should have left in barack's first term no no
0: well maybe we needed to try a little harder for a little longer but it did not work and it's failing
1: armstrong
0: and getty